This week in the announcers table, we're discussing Backlash, Raw and SmackDown, and also the state of the Universal Championship. As if there even is one. What's going on, Russell Geeks? Welcome to another fantastic postseason backlash episode of the Announcers Table. I'm your host, as always, the man that needs no introduction, B Rye, and my co-host. You guys heard him before on Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. The Canadian screw job himself, Hertz Gavertz. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Thanks for the plug, B Rye. How are you doing tonight? As you can see, I'm doing fantastic. I got a whole new opening for the show. Hopefully, this show uh, actually does very well. So, let's get straight down to business. Sure. Backlash, another snooze fest. No titles changed hands. What's going on with WWE? Man, I they were in... They put themselves... Like, let's not pretend like this isn't something they did to themselves. They put themselves in this terrible spot where you had, you know three pay-per-views over the span of like six weeks and a superstar shake-up and and various call-ups on the shows like nothing could happen over the course of a month and a half and then nothing did happen and now we're all sort of I mean none of us are surprised that nothing happened but we're, we're dealing with that right so we're finally now in a place where something can happen we have like five weeks six weeks to the next pay-per-view and they have a chance to set up some stories and they have a chance to, to have something happen. This last month and a half, two months, was really weird, and it was bad for wrestling, honestly. It really was. Backlash was a snooze fest. Oh, I mean, the only thing the only thing you looked forward to was the women's matches because those actually had storylines. Yeah. Um, so let's go straight to the women's matches. Charlotte versus Carmella. I was surprised they gave Carmella the win. Not um, just the win, but a clean... You know, no cheating, no underhanded moves, clean, middle of the ring, one, two, three. You know, at one point, I thought Charlotte Flair did get hurt because she really did come down awful on that on that knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you saw after the match, she was calling the ref into the ring. So I thought she really got injured. But of course, it was just uh, playing an injury. Um, you know, and we're going to discuss what Charlotte is going to be doing from going forward. But Carmella with the W, I mean... I like the direction they're going. You know, you don't want to take the title too soon off of Carmella. Um, she's a good heel. Um, and, you know, WWE loves giving heels titles because it just makes them uh, more better. It makes the crowd hate them even more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, Carmella's money. Yeah, absolutely. No, and she she did a great job. Um, I was surprised to see her get a strong win like that. Uh, you know, I think they might do something sort of like what they did with Jinder Mahal where... You know, he got the surprise title victory, but then he became a pretty strong WWE champion. So I think if they do something similar to that with Carmella and have her get a few strong wins, it, it will really be a big help for the women's division. It really would. And and like I said, shout out to those two. Shout out to Nia Jax and um, Alexa Bliss, who told an excellent story in the ring. Um, I like the fact that Alexa was trying to do everything she possibly could to take down Nia Jax. But then again, Nia Jax was just too strong for Alexa Bliss. But like like I said, I like the story they told. Um, and hopefully this feud is done and over with and we can get somebody else to feud with uh, Nia Jax. Um, not sure who it would be, but um, 
there's definitely some other contenders that can definitely feud with uh, Nia Jax. Well, I think now that you're going to move Nia Jax away from Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, I believe I read somewhere that she's uh, she suffered an injury at Backlash. So we're, we're for sure going to move away from her for now. Um, you, you move uh, Nia away from her, you have a chance to turn Nia heel. And then, you know, you, you open up the entire women's division, right? Because... Bailey, Sasha, Ember Moon, all of them. Uh, you know, whoever. Basically, it's going to be. Uh, it's 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 going to be a free for all. I think I think right now is a perfect time to turn Nia Jax heel, and uh, just have her dominate the women's division until. I don't you know I don't even know. Until Ronda Rousey gets better. Yeah, until until <laughs> yeah until Ronda until Ronda's ready for her basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can see that happening down the line. Now, one match that totally had me disappointed because it was such a great match was AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh my god! Shout out to Paige. Shout out to Paige for making the match no DQ. But come on, ref, a double countout is just as bad as a double countout outside I, the ring. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even know that you could have a double <laughs> countout in a no DQ match. Like I didn't understand I mean, what I was looking yeah, at. Yeah, I. I mean, they didn't, they didn't make the 10 count, apparently. I mean, the only way I can see these two actually ending this feud is just give them a ladder match, give them a cage match, give them something to where if, even if you don't get up, you, you the match still continues. Because I'm not going to lie, that match had me entertained until that double count out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, look, these are <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles are two of the best in-ring competitors that you have right now, like ever. So... They're going to put on a good show. Uh, what's failing them is not is not AJ and Shinsuke. What's failing them is the writing, right? This is terrible planning. This is terrible writing. And I don't know what it is that they're trying to do. I don't know. Are they trying to make us not want to see this match? Like, are we being punished for wanting so badly to see this match? I don't get it. I- I don't know what it is. You know what it is is that they don't. They're not sure if they want Shinsuke to hold the title yet, and I'm guessing that's what it is. They're waiting to pull the trigger. Listen, if you want this feud to go on, give the title to Shinsuke. AJ cashes in his rematch clause. AJ wins the title. Shinsuke gets his rematch. Keep it going back and forth. I wouldn't mind if they went back and forth a few times, but don't give us these bullshit finishes yeah. where it's a double countout. Yeah, these these countouts, these disqualifications, they don't make. It, it doesn't make for I don't know what they're trying to do like this doesn't make for good television it's not intriguing it's not it's just not good it's just making it, me not want to see this match again exactly and um you know WWE creative you guys need to really do something there was no tag team action I believe as far as titles go on the pay-per-view card um there was a tag team match with Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley you know, shout out, and, yeah, <laughs> shout out to Sami Zayn. Yeah, shout out to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for taking these incredible bumps, incredible yeah. moves from both of these big guys. Um, but yet I, again, yeah, yet again, Roman Reigns main event in the pay per view. Stop <laughs> it already! Stop! We're not gonna like the guy. And then I don't know if you saw this past Monday, but now he looks like he's gonna be entering a feud with Jinder Mahal. I I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, I, don't, I, I mean, I mean, would this actually make people like Roman Reigns, or would it make it just like Jinder Mahal even more? Like, <laughs> well, I, think, I don't know. I don't know what like, they're doing. It's an, it's another. I don't know what they're doing. Right. So, fans were leaving, and they were chanting. This is this was the best. They were chanting "Beat the traffic," 
during Roman Reigns' match with Samoa Joe, which is hilarious. <laughs> and I, if you want to take Roman Reigns and make him less interesting, you put him in a feud with Jinder Mahal. Exactly. And I can see that, but shout out to um, Samoa Joe, who was actually holding down that match. It was a just fine I think, match. It was, yeah. It was, but he, it's, it's another example of the writing failing the wrestlers, right? That's a just fine match if you have it on in the middle of the show. But starting at like 10 after 11 when the show was supposed to end at 11 o'clock, like that's not, yeah, they, that's not where, it's not where I want to watch that match. And this is the issue of having a dual branded pay per view. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the main event should have been Shinsuke and AJ. Yeah. But then again, SmackDown is the B show, Raw is the A show, so Raw got to close. I mean, I don't find that. I think if you have two great superstars like Shinsuke and AJ, they should have closed out the show, and you should have put Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe in that in the position that AJ and Shinsuke had. It would have been a, it would have been a way better match. Um, yeah. But this is what I'm saying: dual branded pay per views are gonna hurt. The WWE. You should have just kept it where each brand gets their own pay per view. Because, like I said, you'll be a if each brand would have had their own pay per view, I guarantee you backlash would have been better because they would have had time to build up story for each brand. Mm-hmm. Granted, each brand would have at least a a, a, a by month to right. build up a storyline. But, like I said in the past, look what NXT, look what NXT is doing. With their takeovers, it take they take their time building up these feuds, building up these stories, and then when takeover comes, takeover t- like shuts down every other WWE pay per view possible. That's true because they're just that good. That's true. You're I... invested in NXT, and and just to th- and just to think, NXT is the third brand. It's developmental. It's like the minor leagues, and people like it more than the main roster, Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I they're not. I don't I don't know how many different ways you, we can we can say this the writing is failing these wrestlers and it's I, it's terrible it's it's awful I, I'll be I'll be honest with you Chris I don't think it's the writing I think Vince McMahon has lost his touch and he's Could lost be. he's lost and he he's losing the crowd he's losing his fans yeah. he's losing the crowd um but as far as from backlash go, I mean that's what I can really say about backlash it really wasn't too interesting no. I want to move on to Raw and SmackDown which were actually Raw was a pretty Raw was pretty bland, but I thought SmackDown had the better show. Sure, and we're gonna get into that now. Um, so Raw opened up with Kurt Angle announcing um Money in the Bank qualifiers. Always As you great. know, Money always great. Shout out to Chris Jericho, who's the brainchild of Money in the Bank. <laughs> um, but yet again, Money in the Bank, another great pay per view. Something that you look forward to. It's just like a Royal Rumble. It's just like SummerSlam. It's just like it's one of those pay per views you look forward to. Now, are there um, going so, to be three ladder matches this year? Is that what they said? Well, the rumor is that there's going to be three. The third one would be for a tag team. Okay. But this is the thing: if you have a tag team Money in the Bank ladder match, what are the chances of next year you're going to have a cruiserweight Money in the Bank <laughs> ladder match? Or you're gonna have an intercontinental like it's just it's just way too much. Yeah. If you're gonna keep money in the bank, just keep it women's division and men's and, division and men's division with the top, the heavyweight title. You yeah. know, don't the tag team. I can see. I mean, if you're gonna have tag teams go at it, that's something I would love to see. But just to see like one person out of a tag team grab the briefcase, like you guys will just be holding one briefcase unless they're gonna give them two briefcases. You know, I don't understand what is going on. Me personally. 
I think tag teams should just go to sit the old fashioned route where they become number one contender and they go for the titles. Yeah, that'd like be I nice. said, money, money in the bank is a great idea, but is I think is a great idea for the single titles. Yeah. Um. So Kurt Angle did announce that uh money in the bank qualifiers. So Braun Strowman defeated who was it? He, Kevin he faced Owens. uh Kevin Owens to become the first to qualify. Yeah. I I mean. I'm gonna see a lot of destruction. I feel <laughs> bad for I feel bad for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean, they're kind of like, I guess they're settling into their roles as jobbers to the stars, right? They're not gonna win many titles themselves. Although Kevin Owens has already held a few titles, including the Universal Title, but they're not going to be, you know, champions themselves. But they're going to set up the matches that make the champions look really good. If this results in, and I, I can't, I really really hope this is the time when they pulled the trigger on Braun Strowman. Like, I want to, what I want to see is Braun Strowman wins the money in the bank and cashes in that night. I guess uh, Brock Lesnar is not going to be at the money in the bank event. Correct. That's the rumor, and that's the reason why we're discussing the State of the Universal title in a few minutes. Right. <laughs> but it would be really cool to see, you know, Shinsuke and AJ, whatever, have another match. And at the end of it, Braun Strowman just shows up because he's already been in the ladder match, shows up, cashes in right there. I mean, I can see that happening. That would be cool. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping for at this point. Now the thing is, now the thing is we have the Miz who also qualified. And as you know, Miz is on SmackDown. Yeah. And we got Rusev Day. Oh. Now the thing about Rusev Day, I love what they're doing with Daniel Bryan. He's um, you know, they they did show, like, you know, they did say not show, but they did say that, you know, he suffered a bad beating by Big Cass. Mm-hmm. And it showed in the match, you know, D- Daniel Bryan is one of those guys who can really sell yeah. in the ring. And they're not But just- the fact but the fact that Rusev got a clean win mm-hmm. over Daniel Bryan, Huge. that that's showing me that WWE is starting to have a little faith in Rusev. I sure hope so. And I love that even though we all know that Daniel Bryan's probably, you know, another one of the best wrestlers, he, he's probably been the best wrestler overall over the last, like, 15 years. Um, even though that's true, he's not just going to come back and beat everybody. You know, he's not, exactly. John, he's not John Cena. He's not Roman Reigns. He's not just going to go out there and take your best shots and then get right back up and win the match, right? He, you know, he has to fight and scrap and claw for everything. And that's the best storytelling right there yeah. as far as for Daniel Bryan goes. Now, we also had a women's triple threat qualifier. I love the fact that they had Ember Moon win this. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I love, I love to see when a, a a rising star come up from NXT and just make a name for themselves. You know, I feel bad for Sasha. You know, Sasha hasn't held the title in over what a year, or some change, something like that. But if she is a four time women's champion, you know, she would have benefited going over to SmackDown. Um, but then again, you know, things happen for a reason. But shout out to Ember Moon who qualified. For the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Mm-hmm. And also to Finn Balor, who won, who defeated uh, Sami Zayn because Jinder Mahal interfered on Roman Reigns. Because God, God help us, Roman Reigns can't take a pen. <laughs> so we got, so, so far the field is looking Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and The Miz. And for the women, it's Ember Moon and Charlotte. Which is now. It's very interesting if Charlotte wins this and cashes in on Carmella. That, you know, it's just, I've ne- we've never seen that actually happen in the Money in the Bank where one person cashes in and then the following, and then the person who got cashed in wins it and then cashes in. We've never seen that. Yeah. You know, 
That's something we never seen. Um, but like I said, SmackDown was a better show. You know, I really wasn't paying. I only probably saw about an hour and a half of Raw because after that, it just got boring. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, and, there wasn't you know, there wasn't much on there. Um, and you know, poor Elias, man. You know, we 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 praise Elias so much, and all they keep doing is having him do these uh, performances where he just you know gets the crowd riled up, and then he you know he he takes a loss to either Bobby Roode or to Bobby Lashley or something, and you know he's actually one of the better performers on Raw, yeah. and I would love to see him at least with the IC title. Give him something. Show me that he can hold the title. The crowd would love it. The crowd would eat it up. I would like to see how he would act with a title around his waist. Even if it's a tag team championship, I'll take that. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been one of, uh, one of the most solid performers and, and most consistent performers uh, you know, in his time since he was, he was brought up to the main roster. Um, I was surprised to see how well they used him on the main roster. He was one of those guys kind of like uh, uh, No Way Jose. Where I, he came up to the main roster as the same character that he was in NXT. And I was like, I don't think this works. I don't think this works. But it, <laughs> it works really well for, for Elias. I don't know how well it's working for No Way Jose. But it worked well, really well for Elias. To, 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 to not take nothing away from No Way Jose, but the crowd is eating it up. I mean, every time you see him out there, the crowd is eating it up. But like I said, it may get stale the way it did for Adam Rose. Yeah. Um. You know, Adam Rose when he was uh what was his what was his other persona? Something oh, Kruger? I don't know. Well he had his other persona, he was phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know why they changed him into this party rocker, Adam Rose. That was just horrible. But like I said, SmackDown was a better show. Paige opened up the show. And shout out to Paige for telling Mandy Rose and Sony Deville that Absolution is dead. I mean, I would have looked forward to a story. Where she still keeps Absolution around as like her 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 uh, how you say it? like her, her goonies? Yeah, I don't I don't I I gotta say I disagree with you here because I don't understand what changed, right? Like the only thing that changed is we're supposed to like Paige now, so she's just being mean to Absolution for no reason. Doesn't make any sense. I keep well, Absolution I mean, as a thing. Sh- she's the boss now, you know. She's the general manager, so she has to be professional. Since when? Like I said, listen, you know, she's playing that part, though. But I like the way she's selling it. Shout out to Mandy Rose, who got a clean win over Becky Lynch. By the way, her music is very sensual, very pornographic. Her theme music. Kind of the point. Uh, Corey Graves needs to stop drooling over Mandy Rose. Right? (laughs) Uh, I I don't know if you remember this, but during the Women's Royal Rumble, Stephanie McMahon was at the uh, announce table. And Mandy Rose comes out, and Corey Graves will not shut up about how, you know, sexy Mandy Rose is. And Stephanie McMahon just looks at him and says, you know, stop that. <laughs> she was like, what is wrong with you? Stop that. And it's not... But, uh, hey, if you're trying listen. to put No, if you're trying to put women's wrestling over as wrestling and on par with men's wrestling, then you can't have the announcer objectifying the women like that. You know what I mean? I mean, I can understand it, but he did give her her moniker, which is God's greatest creation. You know, she's ever since he said that, you know, everybody's run away with it, including Mandy Rose. I mean, I can't lie. The woman is hot. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. no, Of course. (laughs) Yes. But that's I mean, she is smoking. Yeah. (laughs) But if we're trying to put, you know, women's wrestling over as on par with men's wrestling, then what we need to do is treat them the same. You know what I mean? 
if we want to make it, you know, a show about sexy ladies, that's fine. But that's a different show. Of course. But yeah, like I said, you know, I guess it's just him being a heel because he is a heel commentator. Um, and it, you know, it's funny too, because he's here with certain wrestlers and with certain wrestlers, he's like gun ho for, like when it came to Daniel Bryan, he's like all over big cast for attacking Daniel Bryan. But then when it comes to like Sasha Banks, like, oh, Sasha Banks is all in it for herself. Like he's like the, he, he's like, he's like an in-between heel and face yeah. announcer. But like I said, I love Corey Graves. He's been in the business a while. He knows the business. He, he, he's a good commentator, you know, Tom Phillips and Byron Saxon. I think they need to get those two out of there. <laughs> They're not doing SmackDown any justice. They need to bring Mauro Ronaldo back. I, I love Mauro. Mauro Ronaldo is great. Yeah, you know, Mamma Mia. I mean, he's great down in NXT. Like, he makes the commentary awesome. Um. So, yeah. So, now I want to discuss the uh, the state of the Universal title. Sure. And apparently, Brock Lesnar is not scheduled to be at Money to Bank, which is a huge disappointment. Um, You know, I'm getting tired of a part-time champion. And that's one thing I can agree with Roman Reigns is that, you know, you're making the universal title like it's not the main title, which it really isn't. It's the the title that AJ Styles currently is holding, which is the WWE Championship. That's the one that has the history. That's the one that has everything. But like, you know, you're treating the universal title like it's just a joke. Like, you know, oh, Brock Lesnar, he's unbeatable. He's like, okay, he's unbeatable, but... When are we going to be able to see him? When is he going to put the title on the line? Who's is going to be the next opponent? Hopefully, it's not Roman. Like, there's so many questions about this universal title. Yeah. And then you take Miz off of Raw, which he made. You know, I agree with him. He made the IC title prestigious. He made the IC title the must see title. You know, that's stuff I can agree with. Mm-hmm. But this whole thing about having a part time champion and Brock Lesnar not showing up to events and this and that. It's taken away from a lot of storylines that could actually be happening. Yeah, what they need to do is they need to re-elevate the Intercontinental Championship, right? They need to have, and, and you know, for as much as you and I both love The Miz, Seth Rollins has also been uh, extremely great for the last, you know, six to 12 months. So he can absolutely do this where he needs to be main eventing shows as the intercontinental champion and defending that defending that championship as the main event on on whatever show that Brock Lesnar is not showing up to right like what what we can't have is next week Seth Rollins is in a money in the bank you know qualifying match you know what <laughs> I mean agree. And, and I feel like that's going to happen and they're going to put you know the intercontinental champion in the money in the bank ladder match and he's not going to defend the championship at the pay-per-view which is awful yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like I said, they got six weeks to come up with something. Money in the Bank, June mm. 17th, which is Father's Day, by the way. <laughs> so we get a double treat that, that Sunday. Absolutely. Um, but like I said, they got six weeks. Yeah. Six full weeks to come up with storylines for both brands. To come up with something to keep us invested. Because right now, I'm not invested. No. Like like I said, I watched Raw for the first hour and a half. The next hour and a half, I was going back and forth between my phone and, and my Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know, SmackDown, I saw the whole, almost the whole thing until the end. Because I was watching it on my phone. And then I ended up getting a phone call. So I didn't finish watching it to the end. But like I said, it's... 
the storyline. It's Vince McMahon. I really think Vince McMahon needs to hurry up and step down and just pass the reins to Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Shane McMahon. Because we know those three have ideas. I mean, if you just look at what um, Triple H is doing down at NXT, you know if he takes over Raw and SmackDown, he's going to do a great job. Yeah. Because he, he knows the business. He knows what the crowd wants. He knows exactly how to write a story. You know, he was asked, you know, why didn't you make the NXT Championship, the main event at NXT TakeOver New Orleans. He said, he said I could have did that, but he said the crowd would have been more invested in Tommaso Ciampa and yeah. Johnny Gorgano because that story has been going on for so long and there was so much invested in that storyline that it just had to be the main event. Like he even said to himself, he said every match on that card could have been the main event. It's true. That's how good that card was. And I'm not going to lie, NXT TakeOver New Orleans was a fantastic it pay-per-view. Was. And I mean, those guys tore the house down at the Smoothie King um, Center in New Orleans, um, and this is the and this is the reason why a lot of people love NXT because it's actual wrestling, it's actual storylines. Like you don't have part time champions, you don't have titles that don't show up. It's 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 disappointing that we're looking at guys who are not on the main roster, and we're looking forward to who they're gonna rival with next. It's it's you're you're absolutely right and and you know I spend a lot of time trying to think of of why that is and I mean there's so much wrestling programming on right Raw is three hours long and there's you know it's it so much has to go into making a three hour show and then SmackDown is another two hours NXT is just one hour right if you have three matches. And a backstage segment, that's NXT. Right? Exactly. That's and they record what what do they do? Eight eight shows in about one eight shows. Something yeah, like they that? do they they do a lot of recordings. Um yeah. the only thing that's usually live are the pay-per-views. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's a few recordings, but still, even if they're recorded. You still look forward to it because it's, true. No, it's no, no, just no. you do, and and I think that's, I think I I, I don't understand I, I don't understand how they can get you so invested in something that was recorded five weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't understand how <laughs> they're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing it, and they're it's, doing a great job. I said it before, and I said it again. It's Triple H, yeah. and Vince has no control over NXT. If Vince had control over NXT, we would not be talking about NXT the way we are now. Hmm. You're, you, you're you know what I'm saying? Right. We've, we said this before, NXT tag teams that were great down at NXT, they come up they to the main roster and Vince fucks them up. He just messes them what, up. Look what, at the revival. The revival. Look at, look at the ascension. Of authors of Pain are dead on arrival. Like, what are, what are the Authors of Pain doing? I didn't see them on Raw this week. Yeah. You know, and, and it's it's just... It's just scary to, to, to see some of these call-ups come on the main roster because they have such bright futures down at NXT, yeah. and then they're going to get lost in the shuffle on the main roster. Yeah you, never, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. It's crazy. You know, like, you know, Drew McIntyre, phenomenal down in NXT. Yeah. They got tag-teaming with Dolph Ziggler. Not saying Dolph Ziggler's a bad performer. I think Dolph Ziggler's the perfect person to pair him with because, one, Dolph Ziggler has experience, but you have him doing a tag-team. And they're not, yeah. and they're not telling any story, right? Like the story that they were telling with Drew McIntyre in NXT was this redemption story, right? Because when he first came to WWE a decade ago, he thought he was, he thought he was, you know, hot the shit. chosen one. He thought he was the chosen one, and he flamed out. 
and they told that story and they let us, you know, they let us in. And you can absolutely, you know, tell that story with Drew McIntyre, even as a heel coming back as sort of, you know, maybe even more entitled, right? Like he was able to come back. And Dolph Ziggler is the perfect person to pair him with because Dolph Ziggler <laughs> thinks he's the best wrestler in, in the game right now. <laughs> which he is. I which mean, he, he, is which he very best. well might be. But, like, tell us that story. Don't just be like, yeah, no, we're here and we're better than everybody. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I'm going to give you the perfect example of the perfect storyline. And I'm going to go with the women's division down at NXT. You got the NXT women's champ, Shayna Baszler, you know, the uh, Queen of Spades. And they have a storyline going on with her and Dakota Kai. If you guys don't know who Dakota Kai is, she's one of the bright standouts in NXT. She was found, you know, she was in the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. Um, but now they're running this storyline where every time Shayna Baszler confronts Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai shows fear. She, like she's scared of Shayna Baszler. And it's I to me, I'm intrigued with this storyline because you already know. You know, eventually Dakota Kai is going to must up the courage to challenge Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Mm -hmm. She may defeat her, she may not defeat her, but she's going to end up, you know, being being a huge part of the storyline that's going on right now. Do I see Shayna Baszler coming up for, around SummerSlam season? Probably not. But I do want to shout out real quick before I continue, um, Jesse Main Duke and Marina Shafir, uh, who just joined the performance center so all of the four horsewomen of ufc are now in wwe in case you guys didn't know um so i'm really looking forward to this because we've sure. been teased with a four four horsewomen of wwe up against the four horsewomen of ufc um and that's like i said that's something i really look forward to uh sometime down the future you know, Captain Rousey versus Captain Flair, because I, without That's... the shadow of a doubt, Charlotte is the captain of the four horsewomen. Yeah, I mean, that if would you... be that would be a great Survivor Series. I understand. A, it? A, 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 I understand a traditional Survivor Series is five on five, but screw it, let's do four on four. Like, who cares? Yeah, four on four. I'm down with it four be, on that four. That would be great. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for it. But like I said, shout him out. But like I said, this storyline down at NXT has me intrigued. Tommaso's Champa and Johnny Gargano's storyline intrigued. Like everything, you're intrigued, and yeah. you can't wait for the next NXT Takeover pay per view. It's not like now. It's like okay, we got Money in the Bank coming on. They have six weeks, but are they going to actually have us invested yeah, we, in this Money in the Bank for us to watch it? Yeah, we have no trust. No trust. And like I said, it's Vince McMahon. He's yeah. out of touch with the crowd. He's out of touch with the times. You know, like we said, Braun Strowman is hot. You need to put Braun Strowman in the title picture. Yeah, and he's you know never what I'm there. Saying? And the Shinsuke same, and the Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. He's hot. Yeah. But yet you don't want to put the title on him. And the same, and the same thing for, with Rusev. I'm, yeah, I'm all for Rusev going for, for the United States title again. Give him the United States title. Yeah. Or if not... Give him and Aiden English the tag team titles. Somehow they defeat the Bludgeon Brothers. You know what I'm saying? And yet again, the Bludgeon Brothers, we saw a promo, but they were in an they action. Show like, up. It, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it's like they don't know what to do. It's like they have, it's like the rosters are just like overcrowded. And I can see that they're overcrowded. So now you got these guys down in NXT who are like, oh my, I can't wait to make the main roster. It's like now they're like, you know, this shit is overcrowded. I just want to stay in NXT. <laughs> because right now, one of the best guys down in NXT is Adam Cole. With Undisputed Era. Mm -hmm. Like I said, that's one of my favorite factions at the moment. Sure. Because they kind of remind me of DX mixed with an NWO. 
you know? Yeah. And like I said, they're the ones holding down NXT. Um, another person who would get lost in the show if he was in the main roster, Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Great performer. Great, great gimmick. But you know, non- no, flamboyant. They, like, they, they wouldn't know what to do with him. him. Yeah. EC3, and, and they wouldn't know what to do with them. Ricochet, they wouldn't know. To, see, Ricochet, they'll probably throw him on 205 Live. Oh, like, no, awful. he doesn't. Yeah, that would be awful. Just like they're talking about putting Alistair Black on 205 Live. Oh. Awful. Awful. These guys do not deserve to be on 205 Live. No. Period. No. And, Andrade Cianamas, who's finally going to make his debut next week, which I'm looking forward to, they also discussed about putting him on 205 Live. He's not a cruiserweight. He's over the limit of being a cruiserweight. He wrestles like a cruiserweight because he has that Lucha Libre background, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's not a cruiserweight. He's a heavyweight. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're absolutely and- right. And I think what they need to do, and I, and I don't know why they've avoided this, but what one of the easy ways to solve this issue is make more tag teams, right? Like, you can't have everyone competing for the WWE Championship, but you can have, like you said, Rusev is a tag team with Aiden English. Let him be a tag team. You know, you can have these guys team up you know, make factions even, and, you know, uh, get them involved that way. Like, you don't need one-on-one matches with, you know, 15 different... You don't need 15 matches on a show, but you need to have these guys show up and a reason to show up. And you just, don't, you just don't have that right now in WWE. No, it's, it's the same guys over and over and over and over. And granted, I like seeing these guys... But give us some new faces. Yeah, you know, have me. Sh- you know, I'm granted, Rusev is is in the Money in the Bank. What are the chances of Rusev actually winning the Money in the Bank? I would, I would, I would mark I out for it. that. I would act. I would love it. It would be great. I mean, I would love Braun Strowman, but just see Rusev win Money in the Bank and his briefcase just say Happy Rusev Day. That would just be <laughs> great. Yeah, great. That would be- Excellent, and and I can already see the backstage interview. You know, Renee Young asks Rusev, "What Rusev? When are you gonna cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase?" He says, "The answer on Rusev Day." Exactly. So WWE, figure out what you're gonna do with the Universal Title. Figure out what you're gonna do with your hot superstars because we're getting tired of it. Yeah. The WWE Universe is getting tired of it. I mean, they're chanting, "This is boring." They're chanting, "We're gonna, we need to beat the traffic." Like. Even last week when they had that hot crowd in Canada, we spoke about this yeah, with our uh, special guest VMAC. They didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. You know, shout yeah. out to VMAC. Shout out to VMAC who actually wanted to be on the show, but she says she didn't make it through the first 30 minutes of backlash. I, no, we don't, I don't, even we don't blame, blame you. We don't blame you. I, it I, was horrible. I had, to, I had to continue watching it on Monday before <laughs> Raw because I, I really <laughs> did fall asleep watching, trying to watch backlash. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep. I stayed up um, because, like I said, I have a show to run, so I have to be that guy. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, I, f- I feel like uh, you know this was going to be a short episode anyway. Um, I feel like we discussed everything. We discussed sure, backlash. Yeah. We discussed we discussed Raw, SmackDown, the state of the Universal Title. We even discussed NXT, and we discussed Money in the Bank. You can't get any better than this. Nope. So, guys, thank you for listening to our podcast. Hertz Gewurz, take us out. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, like and subscribe to Talking Flicks, our movie podcast. Like and subscribe to my other show, Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. Until next week, Wrestle Geeks.